This is part two of a review of the Islands of Purple Haunted Putrescence by Wenger Satanis. It is a joint review with myself and John Allen Lodge of the Red Dice Diaries. Part one can be found at John's podcast on the Red Dice Diaries, so go and check that one out first before you proceed to this episode, and I will leave a link in the show notes on how to find the first episode. So, on with the review. After brief descriptions of the islands, we get some mini-encounters and detailed descriptions of various hexes. As you might expect, these are a gonzo mix of sci-fi and fantasy, ranging from cybernetic apes to rogue mandroids, serpent men cultists, and everything in between. There are also some mini-dungeons thrown in here, and whilst I'm not fond of all the elements in this area of the book, but that's to be expected in a sort of grab-a-bag setting like Purple Islands. There is certainly a lot of stuff I did find very compelling in here and that I'd be quite happy to use in my games. And to be honest, I'd be surprised if role players didn't find at least something they could use in this chapter. We then get an afterword, which gives some new spells and magic items, which are quite interesting. And we get a pretty cool looking hex map, both in black and white and colour. I think the next section for me is the bit of gold in this booklet. There is lots of descriptions of hexes and locations and you've got mini encounters and I think you could grab some of these and just put them into your own game and that's certainly what I would consider. There's some real weird and wonderful encounters off the wall. Do they all fit together? Maybe not, unless that's your sort of jam. There's some great little maps as well, which again, you could harvest for your own games. And I think there's some great ideas in here. I just want to say a quick thing about the art in here. There's lots of black line art, which mostly it sort of all meshes together and gives a great feel for the little vignettes or scenarios in each hex. There's some dungeons as well and some sort of isometric dungeons. Again, you could mine these and use them in your own games and even change them up. So certainly like that. One thing that gave me a little chuckle is there's uh, two hexes and it just says water. Yeah, ingenious. Nothing wasted. But a lot of the stuff there is really interesting. One thing you can certainly say about the encounters here, they are not just run-of-the-mill encounters. They are weird and wonderful. I think it will catch a lot of players off guard. GMs especially, it will give them some really good ideas. In total, there's about 115 different encounters. Probably of that, you maybe have 8 to 10 which are unusable, but the rest, yeah, pick them, read them and absorb. The spells that follow fit in with the setting. And as for the magic items, I thought the magic items were good. They were unusual, not your boring plus two magic sword, which I cannot abide. But the weapons here and magic items are all very unique. And again, you could pull them out and put them into your own game. And as for the maps that 
at the back there's one black line art map which is good for printing out at home and then a color map which you could use on your pdf viewer or your tablet so a big plus one for giving two versions of that okay so what are my thoughts on the islands of purple haunted putrescence well i've got to say i enjoyed reading this supplement very much even though the gonzo style of fantasy isn't really my preference at least not to the extent portrayed in this pdf however like a number of different osr supplements i do think there are elements within it that are intriguing the pylons for instance and the crystals that i could certainly extract for use in my own game and as i was reading it i was thinking of how i could use the whole idea of like crystals as an energy source in different settings and how i could copy and paste this element from the book since i found it really compelling I think this supplement is a great example of the strengths of the hex crawl slash sandbox style campaign. There are plenty of random elements and areas where you can individualize it if you want to run the campaign as a whole. And because the elements are so discreet, if you don't want to run it as a whole, you can still pluck bits out of it to use in less gonzo games. Now, to be honest, the the sort of gonzo style and the, the artwork and the sort of tone of this PDF is not going to suit everyone. But for myself, I look at it as simply a, a toolbox, a grab a bag full of intriguing elements, which I could quite happily see myself running the entire setting, although I probably would use the option mentioned earlier to tone down the gonzo-ness of it and just have odd areas where the strangeness really comes through. But I think I'm far more likely to take bits out of this supplement and use them in my other games. And I think that alone, which is one of my favourite things about OSR games in general, makes this PDF worth reading. So what did you think about it, Pete? It's not something personally I would run as written, but I think there is lots to be gleaned from this. When you think that this product is £7.71 on DriveThruRPG, I think it is good value for money. The layout is very clean. The editing looks good. Um, There's no obvious errors that I saw. The art fitted in nicely with the theme. If you like Lovecraft horror, Cthulhu type stuff, Gonzo, then this hits it smack bang on the head. It delivers in bucketfuls if you like that sort of stuff. If you're not into Gonzo and Cthulhu Lovecraftian type horror, then probably stay away from this product. Pete makes a very good point here. Now, I'm personally quite into the idea of Lovecraftian horror and incorporate elements of it into a number of old school games that I run. However, if you're not so much into that and you're not really into the, the sort of gonzo high fantasy idea, then you may not get quite as much out of this PDF as I did. As for the VSD6 system, well, you can take us or leave it. I can't see many people buying this book for that system but it's there if you want to have a look at it are also scattered through out the book there's some pop culture um, references um, there's sleaze there's 70s sort of heavy metal uh, you can see where his influences are and he sort of throw them all into a big tumble dryer and it spurned them out all over the place and it sort of liberally attaches itself to the feeling of this. For me, the things that I would glean from this 
as the encounters and the dungeons. You could, as I said before, you could put them out and put them into any game, give some great unusual scenarios to give your players. And the other thing that I think is very well done is the magical items, the sort of uh, really is some thought being put behind them and you could take them out and use them in your own games. None of that boring old magic that you get in some other games. So all in all, I think it's a well put together product. It's not going to be for everyone and Vengus knows that, but it's there for you to take what you can from it. And if anybody does uh, run it as uh, as written, I'd be very interested to see how they go on with it. What uh, I will end up saying that this is a very original setting. It's not drawn from your normal orcs, elves, dwarves. This is a completely unique setting. So well done for bringing something different to the table. I know Vengus can be a controversial figure within the OSR community and I would liken this product to one of James Raggy's Lamentations of the Flame Princess style. If you like those style of products, then you will like this product. So that's my thoughts on it. If you like these sorts of products, then fill your boots. This is going to really deliver for that. Thanks to John Allen Large from the Red Dice Diaries for allowing me to be involved with this review of this product. And... Uh, Maybe we can do some more in future. Thank you all for listening. And just to echo Pete's closing sentiments there, I think he's exactly right. If you like this sort of Gonzo or Cthulhu-esque style of campaign, and you're looking for something a bit different than the run-of-the-mill OSR product, then you could do far worse than look at the Islands of Purple Haunted Putrescence. As I said earlier, I really enjoyed using it, and there's definitely elements I will be taking inspiration out for my own game so thank you very much to venger for sending this pdf to us for review and of course thank you to my fellow reviewer pete jones for getting involved in this and helping me out with this if you want to leave a voicemail or talk to us about to this you can either leave myself at red dice diaries a voicemail message on anchor or you can leave pete a message at his podcast dragons are real also on anchor hopefully as he said we might collaborate on a few more of these in future until we do take care whatever game you're playing have fun and we will see you soon have a good one You have been listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. My name is Pete Jones. You can find more information at my website at petejones.neocities.org or at my blog at dragonsarealpodcast.tumblr.com. The opening music was Fireflies and Stardust by Kevin MacLeod. The closing music, also by Kevin MacLeod, was Fretless. <laughs>